Welcome to the Language Games Podcast. My name is John Kaus, and today is part five of our Wittgenstein and Apologetics series. Last week, we exposed the defect in Gettier's scenarios as they relate to undermining justified true belief. That defect is assuming that it's okay for justification to transfer from error. That is not how we use the term justification. We may not move from error to justification. Let's look at some examples to illustrate this. Witnesses to a crime. So we go to the mall. There are two guys, Smith and Jones, in a jewelry store. We know Jones, but do not know Smith. Smith is Jones' out-of-town twin brother, and Smith is deaf. As Smith is purchasing his wife's, his wife an anniversary gift, he realizes that he left the stove on at home and rushes out of the store without buying the jewelry. Unbeknownst to Smith, Jones is in the back of the store robbing the safe. As Smith is running out of the store, the alarm sounds. Smith, being deaf, keeps running. We happen to be walking by as Smith rush, rushes out of the store. We see Smith but think that it is Jones. We then form the belief that Jones robbed the store, which he did. But we only believe that because we saw Smith leave the store, not Jones. Are we then justified in our belief that Jones robbed the store? No. Justification is coming from the false belief that this person we see is Jones, when it really is Smith. Is this a problem for justified true belief? Not at all. Since it was false that we, that we knew Jones to be the man leaving the store, then justification does not transfer to the belief that Jones is the man who robbed the store. Gedier has been conquered once again. All right, let's go to another example. The clock example. There is a clock in the living room. 99.9% of the time, this clock is accurate. The clock stops working at 3 p.m. We happen to look at the clock at 3 and conclude that the, the current time is 3 p.m. Are we justified in the belief that, that, that the time is currently 3 p.m.? No. We believe the time to be 3 p.m. on the assumption that the clock is not broken, which it is. So like the previous example, justification is transferring from error. And that is not allowed under our strength and second assumption. And we can multiply these examples endlessly, and philosophers have. But the result is always the same. There is, however, one other type of Gettier scenario that does not rely on justification transferring from error in the sense of uh, Gettier's second assumption, like we've seen here. In these other scenarios, the transfer is much more subtle. Now, but before we interact with these scenarios, consider Wittgenstein's guidance. He writes, And if things were quite different from what they actually are, if rule became exception and exception rule, this would make our normal language games lose their point. Language games were first created by God to function in reliable environments, and we, being made in the image of God, model that in the language games we create. We assume that man's senses are functioning properly, that his environment is pointed toward truth, etc., when using any language game. Terms like justification, belief, and knowledge lose their use and so lose their meaning if we insert them into an environment that is hostile to their survival. For example, if we dig a tree out of the ground and place it inside of a completely sterile glass cube, is the tree going to survive? No, it will die. Should we then conclude that the tree is somehow faulty? Of course not. The tree was never meant to survive in this environment. The tree's use is quite glorious if placed in its natural environment. We are going to look at two scenarios that do something similar. They take our words and put them into a sterile environment, yet we assume that our language game does not function in a sterile environment. They reject this assumption then 
and their scenario. And so justification, once again, transfers from error. Consider this example. The fake barns. We are driving through Minnesota countryside and see what appear to be a number of barns. We look at one particular barn and form the belief that this barn has red doors. Little did we know that Minnesotans take great pleasure in erecting fake barns to deceive those who travel by their property. Most barns in this country are not real barns, but are merely barn facades. This barn, however, that we are now perceiving is the one real barn in Minnesota, and it has red doors. So there is no direct error in our perception, like there was in the witnesses to the crime scenario or in the clock scenario. We first form the belief, A, that this object is a real barn, which is true, and then infer from A the proposition B, that this barn has red doors. So we first have A, this object is a real barn, then we infer B, this barn has red doors. So putting that together seems like the conditions hold. We know that A is true, and A is true. A entails B, and we infer B from A. Well, does it follow then that we are justified in believing B? Well, it would seem to, right? The left side, all three conditions hold, but it still seems wrong to uphold the right, the right, uh, the, the inference. I do not accept that we have justification in the belief that B is true, but it appears that it needs to be. So how, how are we going to handle this? Well, if we focus on two terms here, knowledge and justification, this will show us the error. What do we assume when driving through the Minnesota countryside? That the environment is not deceptive, that it generally points toward truth in observations of trees, of barns, of farmhouses, of birds, etc. We would never use terms like knowledge and justification in the way that we do if we knew that our environment was deceptive. This scenario requires us to infer justification from error, and so is irrelevant to undermining justified true belief. For a Gettier scenario to have bite, it needs to operate from within the assumptions of our language game. Let's look at one more scenario to, to drive home this point. The matrix scenario, which is really the fake barn scenario on steroids. What if the world is just a simulation? So all of our beliefs are not about the actual world, but about the dream world. We might add that the subject hooked up to the matrix has a cup of coffee in his hand, and the aroma from the coffee causes his brain to form the belief in the matrix that he has a cup of coffee in his hand. It is tempting to run with such an interesting scenario, but we need to resist this trap and apply what Wittgenstein has taught us. Our belief, justification, and knowledge meant to function in the matrix? Obviously not. We assume that we are not living in the matrix when we use such terms. I have no idea how belief is supposed to function if we are living in the matrix. Our entire language game breaks down at this point. And since Gettier scenarios are supposed to function within our language game and not destroy it, this scenario may be rejected as irrelevant. Which brings us to Gettier's original question. Is justified true belief knowledge? The answer is yes. If you use justification, truth, and belief as we, the common men, use them in our language game, then justified true belief always brings about knowledge. You may be thinking, okay, fine. But how does this relate to apologetics? Well, in apologetics, we prove that God exists from the truths God has revealed to man in general and special revelation. Man is said to know these truths. But if we cannot answer Gettier, then we would be vulnerable to the unbeliever's attack at this point. You say, you say that man knows things about the world, but what do you mean by knowledge? This is different from the definition game. 
We are not asking for an endless string of definitions. We are simply asking for a rough definition of knowledge. And if Gettier undermines any such definition, then what we mean by the term knowledge may rightly be called into question, thus severely weakening our apologetic. It matters that we rightly answer Gettier. All right, next week we'll turn to Van Til's apologetic and see how Wittgenstein's language games are essential to Van Til's argument. That's it for today. For more content like this, you can find us on Twitter at underscore language games. See you next time.